Hello, and welcome to Aging Matters, a program featuring timely topics for older adults and their families. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Laughter yoga, or hasa yoga, as it's traditionally called, is based on the evidence that voluntary laughter provides the same physiological and psychological benefits as spontaneous laughter. Moreover, laughter yoga is ideally suited for older adults as it brings more laughter into their lives and improves quality of life. Today, my guest is Celeste Green, gerontologist, certified laughter yoga teacher, and director of Celeste Green Laughs. She is also a U.S. laughter ambassador, and she's going to talk about the basic principles behind laughter yoga and the fundamentals of practicing it. She'll also describe the physical and psychological benefits older adults can acquire from doing laughter yoga exercises. So welcome, Celeste, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. It's such a pleasure to be with you. I'm very excited about this. I have never heard of laughter yoga, and there's been many people who have told me about this and highly recommended you as a guest. So we are all very, very anxious to hear more about that. So let's start by talking about laughter yoga. When and where was it first introduced? And I guess I'd like to understand more if there is a relationship between laughter yoga and postural yoga. Tell us more. Laughter yoga is a unique health concept whereby practically anybody uh, can laugh for a good long time without needing any jokes or humor or comedy. So this whole concept is based on scientific evidence that shows that both genuine laughter and just going through the motions of laughter both bring about health benefits. So in laughter yoga sessions, uh, what we do as guided by a leader, we go through the motions of laughter. Just allow yourself to make the laughter sounds. And through the exercises, which are very playful in nature and the eye contact that occurs in the sessions, oftentimes the laughter becomes genuine and contagious. Um, it doesn't matter if it doesn't, you still get the benefits just by going through the motions of laughter. And it's actually called laughter yoga because of the diaphragmatic activity of the laughter. So when you're laughing, your diaphragm is moving up and down as you make those ha, 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 ha laughter sounds. And you take in more oxygen. And it also helps to quiet the mind and bring you in union uh, with yourself and others. We also incorporate a lot of intentional deep breathing all throughout the practice. So the breathing is very much a part of the laughter yoga. And I'm uh, only one person doing this. This started in 1995 by an Indian medical doctor named Dr. Madan Kataria and his wife, Madhuri, a yoga teacher. And they were reading about the health benefits of laughter and how the body did not care whether the laughter was genuine laughter or self-simulated laughter. So they started, believe it or not, with just five people laughing in a park in 1995. And 
since its humble beginnings, it is now practiced in over 100 countries all over the world. People are coming together to laugh on purpose and get the health benefits of laughter. And I just wanted to understand, because I'm sure there's also lots of people that do what we call postural yoga. Is there any relationship between postural yoga and laughter yoga? Do you do a little bit of one and a little bit of the other? Or is laughter yoga very unique in terms of what one does during the sessions? Well, the postures of laughter yoga, if you will, are the clapping uh, that we do. We engage in clapping exercises and joyful chants. Also, obviously, intentional laughter and deep breathing. Uh, we do light stretches. But really, the yoga aspect is the, the union with the mind and the body and uh, the way that we connect with ourselves and others through the practice of shared laughter. You've talked now about the fundamentals of laughter yoga and talked a little bit about the technique. Is there any special clothing that a person has to wear or any equipment that they need to bring to the session? How do people prepare for these sessions? Well, the best way to prepare is to just bring your willingness to let go, have fun, try something new, and let yourself laugh. I mean, that's the whole purpose of these sessions is to enjoy our laughter. Um, the great thing about laughter yoga is it's very adaptable, so it can be done seated, standing. I've even had participants lying down during sessions. Uh, you do not need to have a certain type of exercise attire. I, I work with corporate groups in their regular work clothes, and it is just fine. But it is nice to wear um, pants, if you can, that have an elastic waistband that don't restrict the belly. Because when we're laughing <laughs> and, and uh, deepening our laughter together on purpose, we want to allow that belly to move freely. Um, it, a yoga mat is not required uh, because we don't engage in the typical postures that you might expect in a yoga class. That being said, sometimes it is nice to have a yoga mat to lie down at the end because we take some time at the end of each session to, to relax and enjoy the beneficial effects of the time spent together laughing. One other question before we start talking about how laughter yoga can benefit older adults is, obviously, you are a specially trained instructor. Is that usually the case that somebody is specially trained? Talk a little bit more about that. What kind of training does a, a person have to have in order to lead laughter yoga sessions? There's three levels of certification in laughter yoga. So... Um, the first level is the Certified Laughter Yoga Leader Training. And what this training does is equips the person to lead laughter yoga with a variety of different groups, the general public, older adults, children, and corporate groups. It's a two-day training, 
And it's just a whole lot of fun. I mean, it's it's a time you come together, you you learn a lot about the fundamentals of laughter yoga and leading laughter yoga, but you also get to experience a lot of laughter and learn how to bring more laughter into your own life as well as the lives of others. So then the next level after that is the certified laughter yoga teacher, and and that's what I am. So the prerequisite is the leader training. So typically you would become a leader and lead laughter yoga for a period of time and get experience and then enroll in the certified laughter yoga teacher training. And that's a five-day training, and it enables you to actually teach others how to become a certified laughter yoga leader. So you lead the two-day laughter yoga leader training as well as a certified laughter yoga teacher. And then the level that I'm working toward is the master trainer. And these individuals are handpicked by the founder of laughter yoga, Dr. Madan Kataria, and these individuals, there's there's only so many in, in the world, and they are able to actually teach the five-day certified laughter yoga teacher training. And in order to become a master trainer, you have to have led 30 certified laughter yoga leader trainings. So I'm not quite there yet, but but getting there every day. I've I've been a certified laughter yoga teacher since 2011. And I became a certified laughter yoga leader in 2010. Well, I wish you well in terms of that final uh, level of uh, performance uh, in the laughter yoga activity. So good for you. I want to turn now to older adults and why this is so important. Obviously, this is aging matters, and uh, we're eager to hear why this is so special for older adults. So let's start by talking about the health benefits. Maybe more the physical right now, and then we'll talk about mental health. But help us understand more about why physically laughter yoga is such a good thing for older adults. Laughter, and especially the way in which we laugh in laughter yoga, it actually shares health benefits in common with aerobic exercise. So you can receive the benefits of a mild aerobic workout simply by laughing. And um, that is fantastic. And so laughter yoga itself, it exercises and relaxes your muscles. It improves your respiration and circulation, increases your immune system defenses. It helps to uh, elevate pain threshold and tolerance. Um, and also it brings people together, and I think that's one of the key um, benefits that I've noticed with many of the elders that I work with is the the community that uh, it creates through this joyful, shared laughter. And I, I want to say one more thing about laughter yoga in particular. There's three key benefits to to this type of laughter. And the first benefit is the duration. So the healthiest laughter is laughter that goes on continuously for at least 10 minutes. And that's difficult to do in real life. Uh, but in laughter yoga sessions, we incorporate the breathing all throughout. So we're able to prolong our laughter. 
Secondly is the depth. The healthiest laughter is the deep diaphragmatic laughter. And these sessions give us a safe place to do that. And then the third reason is the dependability. Um, Because we're not waiting for something to happen in order to laugh, we can laugh on purpose and get the health benefits of laughter. I hear some people say that as we age, sometimes there's less to laugh about. And so this dependable way of getting laughter, no matter what is going on, is extremely beneficial to all of us and to older adults in particular. And I was also wondering, in terms of the mental health, if, say, um, there might be some cognitive issues. Is is that a, a deterrent for laughter yoga, or is it easy to get around that uh, insofar as having uh, an older adult practice laughter yoga. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about some of the mental health benefits and then talk address your question. But uh, for the mental health, I mean, again, it, it has benefits in common with aerobic exercise. So it reduces your stress, tension, anxiety. Um, it's known to counteract depressive symptoms. It actually enhances mental functioning and memory. Um, it improves group relationships and builds group identity and just improves your overall psychological well-being and quality of life. And so it's it's got an amazing mental health benefits as well. And I've seen these benefits in my own life and um, the clients with whom I've laughed with. In terms of the the cognitive aspect of it, Laughter yoga is actually really accessible laughter because we're not using jokes. We're basically laughing on purpose and and initiating laughter as a form of exercise. And, um, you know, there's a lot involved with being able to understand and interpret a joke. You know, you have to have working memory, flexible thinking, extraction of word meaning, kind of being in a good mood in the first place. And with laughter yoga, we bypass all of that and just get straight to the laughter. So I have done amazing work with elders in memory care communities, um, who not only enjoy the laughter together, but the chants are very memorable as well. And sometimes I'll be like walking through the hall in one of my communities and I'll hear, very good, very good, yay, (laughs) as I'm walking down the hall. So, (laughs) Well, and it's nice to hear that, that laughter yoga, besides the physical and mental health, that the social bonding and community building is is. Is so important, and um, I think that's why our audience, uh, especially our older adult listeners, would uh, appreciate this. I did want to ask one question, Celeste, is can a person start laughter yoga at any age? And that said, since we always talk about older adults anywhere from 55 to 100, might a, a person be too old for laughter yoga, or is it something that They can start at any age and go forever. I don't think that you can be too old for laughter yoga. And in fact, I think laughter yoga helps to keep us young because it helps to connect us with that sense of childlike playfulness. 
And so uh, typically, I'd say an individual needs to be about four or five to to really participate in a laughter yoga session. And I've had individuals uh, into their hundreds in my sessions as well. And um, my sessions are also intergenerational. Um, the great thing about the laughter yoga is it's very accessible. So you can do this practice seated. You can do it standing. You could do it lying down. Um, everything that we do is meant to be um, gentle. And the whole purpose of the time spent together is to feel healthier and happier. So I always encourage my groups, you know, if I ask you to do something that you feel is going to cause you any physical discomfort, you can always feel free to sit out any practice or change it so that you are comfortable. Um, but I find that this practice uh, is quite adaptable for a wide range of abilities. With that said, because you've already alluded to the fact that you can do it sitting or lying down or whatever, if I were going to come to a laughter yoga session and you were going to introduce me to laughter yoga exercises, what would that look like? I mean, tell me a little bit more about what I'm doing while I'm lying on the floor and uh, or sitting up or um, explain to us what do laughter yoga exercises look like, especially for this audience, for, for older adults? Basically, what happens in the session is there's a number of different components. So the first part is the the welcome and introduction, uh, you know, where the certified laughter yoga leader or teacher would introduce themselves and the practice of laughter yoga. Many people are not familiar with this concept. So just outlining what it is. Um, then we engage in a gentle physical warm up. And so the warm-up is uh, light stretches while at the same time making laughter sounds. <laughs> so uh, when we're warming up, not only are we warming up the body, we're also warming up the voice and warming up our abdomen uh, for all the, the laughter that we'll enjoy throughout the session. So we engage in some icebreakers to get the group connected and laughing. And then we roll right into the laughter exercises. And so the laughter exercises are basically um, playful behaviors done together while laughing. So a laughter exercise could be waving to your laughter friend as many different ways as you can, all while laughing. A laughter exercise could be pulling out your phone and pretending you're enjoying a funny phone conversation and laughing into your phone. Uh, the exercise could entail shaking hands and laughing. Um, it's, it's all very simple, playful behaviors done while laughing. And what happens is throughout the session, as we, you know, laugh and get more playful, you feel your guard let down and you feel yourself just give in to the laughter. And the laughter then becomes genuine and contagious. And then you find that you're having a hard time <laughs> stopping laughing. Um, and so, but we bring in the deep breathing all throughout the practice. So that helps you to, you know, feel more energetic, but also more relaxed at the same time. 
Now, as the session winds down, we engage in something called the laughter meditation. So this is a free-flowing time of laughter where uh, we often start with our eyes open and just laughing very gently. And um, as our laughter progresses, you can close your eyes, you can experience your breathing, um, just letting any remaining laughter out. And then we conclude with a guided relaxation um, and, you know, really making a point to enjoy the beneficial effects of the time spent together. And then we conclude with any announcements and everybody shares their name. And I always encourage people to stay and talk. And as you can imagine, it creates a very jovial atmosphere. <laughs> so it's, it's always a, a nice time for sharing after class as well. And it sounds like the, the setting can either be uh, in a group because you're talking, you're mentioning about people talk to each other. Could uh, it also be conducted just individually? I mean, can you as the instructor work individually with a, a client or is the, the preferred mode, shall we say, a, as a group? Well, um, the movement, I think, is oftentimes best experienced in a group because of the contagious nature of the laughter. You know, as you have more and more people laughing together, it, it becomes more and more contagious. That being said, over the years, I have laughed with a number of individuals one-on-one, -on -one, and it is still contagious. And in fact, time spent together one-on-one -on -one can be very powerful. Um, so while it's typically done in groups, it can be practiced one-on-one -on -one as well. Uh, I want to share with you about the laughter clubs. When Laughter Yoga started in 1995, I mentioned it started with just a handful of people laughing in a park. And it's now spread all over the world. There are people coming together and laughing on purpose. So there's this phenomenon called the Laughter Club movement. And there are free laughter clubs all over the world where people come together to get the health benefits of laughter. You talked about the in-person sessions, which can be either individual or group setting. But I also wondered, especially in this time when sometimes older adults can't get to a studio, do you have online sessions? So tell us a little bit more about that. And then uh, just kind of the, the housekeeping. How long is a laughter yoga session? Do you have to come once a week, twice a week? Uh, what can people expect if they sign up? The wonderful thing about these laughter yoga sessions is they can be done in person or online on Zoom or other online platforms. So uh, not only can you access these laughter clubs, um, hopefully uh, through a live club in, in your city where you live, but you can also keep the laughter going online. I host two weekly laughter clubs on Zoom. Uh, they are free. They are open to anyone and everyone, all people. Um, the, 
The only requirement is a willing to let go and laugh and have fun. So those are a great opportunity for people to experience laughter yoga without even having to leave the house. Um, I have a woman in my laughter club, and her name is Mickey, and uh, she just celebrated her 100th birthday, and she participates in the laughter club uh, online uh, while lying down. And she and her daughter tell me how beneficial it is to have this laughter come into their home when they were not able to leave the home because of uh, covid um, to be able to still get together with people and laugh uh, was really meaningful. And when you conduct these sessions, Celeste, either in person or online, how long is a, a laughter yoga session? So in order to get the benefits of laughter, um, you do need to laugh for at least 10 minutes. So uh, the sessions are always at least 10 minutes. Um, typically, my online session is 30 minutes in duration. I also do sessions that are 45 minutes in duration. And then when we're together in person, I allow 45 minutes or sometimes even an hour uh, just to allow more time for socializing at the end. Um, but yeah, you can expect to be um, engaged in a session usually anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour. And if you sign up, is this once a week? And if it is once a week, then for like two months, three months, uh, what, what could a person who is going to take a laughter yoga, uh, what would they expect in terms of what you would tell them to um, think about? Well, I think uh, laughter is best when experienced daily. Um, the founder of Laughter Yoga, Dr. Kataria, he says that the more you laugh, the more you're able to laugh. It's like a muscle, and as you build it, it uh, begins to work for you. So my preference is to laugh daily. Um, I make a point to laugh every day, um, not only alone, but also in uh, laughter clubs. Um, I facilitate uh, two laughter clubs each week. So I have one, uh, and these are on Zoom. They're open to anybody. I have one on Tuesdays uh, in the evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And then I have another one on Fridays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. And those are each 30 minutes. And then I have an in-person session uh, here in Atlanta where I live. And that's once a month. Uh, and that's 45 minutes in duration, so a little bit longer to allow for more mingling after class. And to that point, Celeste, then, if people do their laughter yoga with you, is there kind of a homework assignment? Should they go home and practice this at home so that they're going to be better the next time? Or what do you tell the folks when they, uh, when they leave and uh, what to expect when they when they come back the next time or when they're working with you again? So um, I always encourage people to bring laughter into your daily life in any way that you can. So uh, oftentimes it is easier to laugh in a group setting 
you know, because of the contagious nature of the laughter. That being said, you could always participate in laughter yoga in your daily actions. So for me, I don't know what you find that you do every day, but I find that I do dishes every day, <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> and so what I like to do is bring laughter into the washing of the dishes, bring laughter into the vacuuming of the rug, and that way it becomes a part of all of my uh, daily activities. But again, it is often easier to do in a group setting. And that's why the laughter clubs are so important. I mean, typically in a day, I mean, you could go online and there are, you know, a hundred laughter clubs to choose from. I mean, you you could spend the whole day laughing if you wanted to. And so you've been bringing up this laughter club now several times. So is there a website that people can uh, log on to if they sign on? Is there a cost to participate? Uh, how would an older adult or, say, a, a, an adult family member who wants to find something for mom or dad, um, where would they look? Dr. Kataria has a website, and it's called laughteryoga.org. And on laughteryoga.org, you can search uh, in your city and uh, hopefully find a laughter club in your area, um, as well as gain access to the ones that are online. Um, Old-fashioned Google works, too. So Googling, you know, laughter yoga in your city and, and seeing what pops up. Um, if you want to join my sessions, um, you'd be more than welcome. And, and you can find out about that at, at my website, which is CelesteGreenLaughs.com. And it's so simple. You just enter your email address and it sends you the Zoom information and then you're all set. And... I'm thinking that perhaps uh, folks who are listening to this might wonder, well, gee, I wonder if she has um, men uh, that um, participate in this. Or, you know, are there people that, you know, culturally is this more common with Hispanics or African-Americans or Asian people? You've been doing this now for quite a while and you live in a pretty sizable metropolitan area. What are you seeing or what are your colleagues seeing in terms of who's enjoying this? And and then also talk maybe a little bit about the age groups, too. Is it pretty much the younger, older adults or older adults? Um, give us some ideas about who participates in uh, amongst the older adult population in laughter yoga. Yeah, so it's, it's quite a range. And um, so my youngest participant is five. And my oldest participant is 103, and um, it's everyone in between. Uh, one of the wonderful things about laughter is that we all laugh in the same language, and, and laughter, when it's shared, it unifies us. So you, you see people from all different walks of life coming into the laughter club and being unified in this shared laughter. Um, it's just so, I'm always just in awe <laughs> at how 
fortunate I am to to be exposed to this. Well, and tell us a little bit more. Is there more women, more men, more older adults, uh, younger? What what do you see in your groups? So it tends to attract more women. Um, I think women in general um, are seekers when it comes to uh, finding uh, ways to improve ourselves. Uh, so I I get a lot of um, women, you know, like myself, middle-aged women. Um, but that being said, I have uh, younger people in my group, um, elders, I people of all ages, all walks of life, backgrounds, um, and what's so special about it is that we all uh, laugh together in the same language and come together through that shared experience of intentional laughter, you know, no matter who you are or um, what you've been through in a day. And it sounds like since there's different backgrounds that this is a wonderful way to bring different cultural uh, uh, groups together to do this and enjoy this common language of laughter. Is, is that correct? Yeah. So one of my um, fond memories of uh, my laughter yoga travels, every every time I travel, I always look up and see if there's a laughter club uh, where I'm going to be visiting. And um, one of the highlights of my time spent laughing was a laughter festival that I attended in Slovenia. And um, this may come as a surprise to you, Cheryl, but I do not speak Slovenian. And okay. <laughs> and so, um, but through this practice of laughter yoga, I was able to connect with uh, these individuals at this laughter festival and share laughter, even though we did not speak the same language. And um, so it really just does uh, transcend um, borders and and barriers um, through shared laughter. Wonderful activity. You mentioned also in the first part of this uh, interview about, I thought you talked about going to independent living facilities or nursing homes or uh, someplace which is uh, where, uh, again, a, a facility where older adults live. Can are yoga, laughter yoga exercises conducted there a lot? Is that something that's pretty much across the country? Or is that something more unique that you've done? And do you encourage that to, to take place more uh, in these facilities where maybe laughter isn't quite as, as prevalent? It is practiced uh, in all kinds of uh, communities that serve elders all throughout the world. Um, and I'm certainly not the only one um, uh, doing that. Um, I, I started with my with my grandma and um, my grandma, she lived in her home at first and she attended a senior center and and we laughed at the senior center. And then she moved into independent living, and I followed her there, and we laughed in independent living. And then she moved into assisted living, and we laughed in assisted living. And then she moved into a nursing home, and we laughed there, too. And um, that's one of the wonderful things about the laughter yoga practice is um, it very little physical um, 
effort is needed, you can do the sessions while seated. Um, and then also because we're we're not laughing at jokes, you don't have to put together all the pieces in order to understand and appreciate and have a good laugh. And I'm wondering, since people might have more types of uh, physical uh, conditions, maybe in an independent living facility, but even maybe if they aren't living in one of those kinds of facilities, as you have people who sign up for your sessions or to want to try out laughter yoga, might there be certain health conditions that could prevent an older adult from doing laughter yoga? Do you have to assess that and maybe even go so far as to say, I don't think this is for you? How do you handle those kinds of situations? What do you see and how would you react? Laughter yoga is exercise, as I um, explained earlier. I mean, it it uh, it it involves some intra-abdominal pressure while you're laughing and um, uh, diaphragmatic activity, and um, it actually mimics um, an aerobic workout while you're laughing. So that being said. If for some reason a doctor has advised someone not to engage in exercise, then the person should not engage in laughter yoga because it is exercise. So you see this in very rare instances where there could be a condition in a severe or uncontrolled state. So that could be um, like hernia or uncontrolled high blood pressure or someone recovering from a major surgery. So anytime a doctor has advised you not to engage in exercise, you wouldn't want to participate in laughter yoga because it it's fun, but it's an aerobic workout at the same time. And do you find that out? Does that Do they need to like fill out a questionnaire or something? Do you have... Uh, an interview with folks first uh, just to make sure that you're covered so that they don't injure themselves. I mean, it's obviously a very uh, important to make sure that they aren't hurt while they're doing that. So do you make sure that you find that out in advance? Yeah. So for my uh, laughter club, um, there is a release of liability. Um, so you, you're, you're aware of um, this point that I made about the exercise. And then when I go to a community and I'm working there, I, I always have the activity director usually or whoever's hired me um, make sure that everybody who is going to be joining us for class is, is able to engage in exercise. Another thing I was wondering about is in terms of laughter yoga exercise sessions, are they covered by Medicare or uh, some other kind of insurance? What do people need to know? Well, uh, the great thing about laughter yoga is it has this whole free laughter club movement. So I touched on it a little bit before, but it's basically this whole movement where people have these clubs. It's it's called a laughter club, but it's not exclusive in any way. Everybody is welcome. And the majority of these clubs are free. 
So there is no cost involved. Um, that being said, I do think Medish Care should cover these sessions. Um, <laughs> but um, the great thing about these laughter yoga clubs is uh, the majority of them are free, or they may have a very small fee just to cover costs of the space. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 13 years and have always had a laughter club, and I've been fortunate to offer that as a free service. And then with the pandemic, even adding two free online laughter yoga clubs as well. And like I said, they're, they're a lot of fun, and um, most of them are free. The person can come and expect to get a laughter workout and have a good time and, and not spend any money in the process. So you can, it's a win-win. <laughs> and that's certainly a good thing. And Another question that just came to mind in terms of the laughter clubs, now that's different than, uh, say, or is it different than if I just, again, came to your studio or the studio of somebody who is a laughter yoga instructor, and I just wanted to do a sessions, how does just coming and doing a sessions differ than from, say, joining a laughter club? Are there different criteria or how does that work? Well, so the laughter clubs are really the main sessions. I mean, the laughter clubs is where laughter yoga is happening. So, and that's, I mean, the laughter clubs, that could be synonymous with laughter classes. So when you're looking up a laughter class, you're looking up a laughter club um, because that's what they're calling it in the business. Um, uh, basically, what a person can expect is to come in, engage in a, a, a little warm-up, um, some wonderful laughter yoga and breathing exercises, um, a period of free-flowing laughter, some guided relaxation, and then time for sharing at the end. And um, the experience is pretty much universal um, across these different laughter clubs in terms of the techniques that are used. And, and as I mentioned, many of them are free and open to the public. One thing I was also wondering, Celeste, is that since this is obviously can be very therapeutic, in fact, we've often heard of the statement about laughter is the best medicine, I'm wondering, do you, as a certified laughter yoga uh instructor ever work with like physical therapists or occupational therapists or even get referrals from physicians or nurse practitioners about, you know what this person really needs is some laughter yoga. Are you involved with being a health provider in the sense of providing this particular so-called therapy? Yes, um, I have all kinds of medical professionals and uh, therapists and other individuals uh, in the healing community that spread the word about the Laughter Club and refer their patients and clients to participate in the Laughter Club. Um, so yes, uh, word definitely gets around about Laughter Yoga. It's it's a uh, it's very me media friendly when you offer um, a class like this that's free. You know, word tends to spread. Oftentimes in my laughter clubs, 
And I often have, you know, 30 plus people um, coming together from all different avenues to enjoy the, the purposeful laughter. And because you're also a gerontologist, have you focused more on uh, older adults as the people that you want to uh, have as in your laughter yoga sessions, or um, do you focus on people of all ages? And and to that point, I also was wondering what that looks like if there's intergenerational. Is it usually adult children or is it grandchildren? Uh, what happens when when there's more than just the uh, older adults as well as, you know, people of all ages? So the sessions are for all people, um, all ages, backgrounds, languages, um, and it's not uncommon to uh, have uh, an intergenerational element to the laughter yoga sessions. I oftentimes will be hosting a laughter club where I've got someone as young as seven years old, and I also have somebody on the line that's in their 90s, and um, we still uh, get together and share the laughter regardless of age. Um, I find that as I've gotten older, I've been able to laugh more and more through this practice. Well, just about out of time. So tell us again how our listeners can learn more about laughter yoga and any final comments. As I mentioned, the best place to find out about laughter yoga is uh, Dr. Kataria's website. He is the founder of Laughter Yoga, and there are lots of free resources on the website, as well as a directory of the free laughter clubs that you can access. So that's a great place to start. Um, another great place to go is just regular old Google and put in laughter club and your city and see if something doesn't pop up in your area uh, where you can laugh. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can, you're more than welcome to come and visit and laugh with me anytime. Um, as I mentioned, I've got the, the laughter clubs twice weekly on Zoom, and then I've got a monthly club here in Atlanta. Um, and you can find more about those on my website at celestegreenlaughs.com. Well, I want to thank Celeste Green, who's a gerontologist, but is also a certified laughter yoga teacher and director of Celeste Green Laughs. Thank you so much, Celeste, for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. And if folks want to learn more about Aging Matters, you can visit our website, which is agingmattersonline.com. And of course, once you get to this site, you can access all of the Aging Matters radio programs, the TV episodes, and you can find our podcasts, which are on Apple and Spotify. So be sure and check out that website to uh, listen to this program, as well as the many others that we have produced. Aging Matters is produced in association with Steve Lack Audio. To learn more about that company, you can log on to stevelackaudio.com. Thank you for listening to Aging Matters today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. <laughs>